Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tap Outs and Three Counts. I'm your host, Nicole Scott, and today we are going to get geared up for Fastlane. But first, let's discuss this week in wrestling. Let's first talk about Monday Night Raw. So the show starts out with Kurt Angle coming to the ring. Immediately, Kurt calls Triple H out for sucker punching him last week. But we all know that Triple H wasn't going to come out and Stephanie McMahon comes out and says that Triple H isn't even here yet. Um, Steph and Kurt talk back and forth and Steph kind of talks about um, Kurt's kids and that he's on his second wife um, and the fact that his alimony payments must be high. Um, Steph goes over... (laughs) Kurt's accolades and how they won't pay the bills but being the GM does so she basically tells him to know your role and don't let your ego get in the way Um, so once that was said Ronda Rousey comes out she gets in the ring and she hugs Kurt and then shakes Stephanie's hand Um, Stephanie kind of went for a hug and out came Rhonda's hand and uh yeah so Rhonda reminds Steph that it's in her contract that she can choose her opponent for her debut match at Wrestlemania um Steph reminds her that as long as it is not a current champion and it has to be an active member of the roster well after much consideration a few seconds uh, Rhonda says that she chooses to face off with Steph. Um, next thing you know, Triple H, uh, Triple H's music hits and says that Steph is an executive. Um, but Kurt actually reminds her that she has a second contract as a WWE superstar, as does Triple H. So Kurt Angle actually makes the match, um... A mixed match challenge um, with Kurt and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. So this is our first announced match for WrestleMania. Now I know a lot of people have been saying that Ronda isn't very good on the mic, but we need to remember that it's going to take time. Um, it takes time for everyone to get good on the mic. In WWE, you need to be a jack-of-all-trades, where in UFC, she just needed to focus on the fighting. Um, So at the end of that segment, Triple H tries to uh, hit Kurt, but Kurt blocks him. Um, Both teams get in a few hits, but in the end, Ronda and Kurt are the ones that are walking out smiling, And we get to see Ronda perform her first wrestling move that resembles a Samoan drop on Stephanie McMahon. The first match of the night is Asuka versus Nia Jax. Now this match is a rematch uh, from Elimination Chamber. Uh, To be honest, this was probably Nia's best match in my opinion. Um, Nia gets a nice power slam on Asuka into the turnbuckle, um, but 
Asuka ends up putting an arm bar and a triangle hold on Naya. Uh, Naya tries to get out of the hold multiple times, but Asuka will not let go. And her per- perseverance pays off, and Naya ends up submitting and winning the match. The next match of the night is the Revival versus the Bar. Now, there is a stipulation to this match. Um, if the Revival wins, they will get a title match at WrestleMania. Um, personally, I loved the suplex and the splash um, that the Revival does, but in the end, Cesaro hits a neutralizer for the win. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing with the Revival. It, it seems that they've won next to no matches since uh, Dash came back from injury, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, I personally think it's going to end up being um, a lot of tag teams put together for the um, WrestleMania tag team match. Next we have John Cena come out. Now he is cutting a promo for his match this Sunday at Fastlane um, where he says he's going to win the WWE Championship for the 17th time which would end up breaking Ric Flair's record. Now, a lot of people are questioning why he came out on Raw to say this. Um, He did address that and say that um, if he came out on Raw, no one could interrupt him. He also says that when he beats AJ at Fastlane, um, that he'll make it a triple threat match at WrestleMania between him, AJ, and Nakamura. That he, a lot of people say he was given success Um, But he likes to think he was given a chance and that he beat AJ Styles fair and square uh, for this opportunity. Next thing you know, uh, Goldust comes out, which was very much a surprise to me, and says he is going to be the director of the Shattered Dreams of John Cena. And then ends up sucker punching him and saying he is going to stop John Cena from going to WrestleMania. Then a match starts between John and Goldust. And this is actually the first time they've ever faced off. Well, as far as I'm aware. Um, Goldust uses the ring position to his advantage and uh, gets in a low blow uh, without the ref seeing but John Cena uh, ends up hitting the AA for the win. Next, we are greeted backstage with Elias and Kurt Angle. Elias is trying to persuade Kurt to cancel the Symphony of Destruction match he has later that night with Braun Strowman. Uh, Kurt quickly says no, and now that it is a false count anywhere match. Next, we are introduced to another inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame, Hillbilly Jim. Uh, Hillbilly Jim was a wrestler that Hulk Hogan picked out out of the audience and kind of took him under his wing. Um, A lot of people backstage um, said he is a great guy, he has a heart of gold, and he deserved 
to be inducted for how he was able to um, ingrain himself into this business. Next up, uh, Bailey comes out for a match with uh, Mandy Rose of Absolution. But uh, before that starts, uh, Charlie is interviewing Bailey before the match to talk to her about refusing to tag herself into the match with uh, Sasha. Um, before Bailey can really say anything, Absolution comes out and cuts a promo on Bailey saying that she finally grew a backbone, but that she was, in a simple word, stupid for uh, going out on her own uh, as there is strength in numbers. Now, so the match starts between Mandy and Bailey. And Mandy, in my opinion, has improved quite a bit. Um, she does a really nice running knee, but Bailey ends up uh, rolling up Mandy for the win. Uh, after the match ends, Absolution starts beating on Bailey, uh, but Sasha comes to the rescue and helps Bailey. Um, as Absolution is walking away, Sasha goes in for a hug with Bailey, but Bailey pushes her away and walks away. So I'm wondering if this is a potential one-on-one -on -one match for WrestleMania. We're just going to have to wait and see. Next up, we head backstage where Nia Jax is icing her arm from her match with Asuka earlier on that night. Um, Alexa and Mickey James show up. Um, Alexa kind of excuses Mickey and uh, sits down with Nia to talk, saying how disappointed and embarrassed Nia must be, um, giving her a not so nice pep talk. Uh, Nia begins crying. And that was basically it for that segment. So if Alexa does end up losing the championship, I can definitely see a feud between her and Nia Jax. Now we've hit at the point in the night of the Symphony of Destruction match between Braun Strowman and Elias. So in this match, there are no countouts, disqualifications, and falls count anywhere. So, Elias is obviously the first one to come out. He starts by playing the piano, uh, which is a change-up from the typical guitar. And then he, he plays a few other instruments, like the drums, uh, to show that, in his words, he is not a one-trick pony like Braun Strowman. Uh, Elias then demands another uh, introduction and gets um, the lights blackened. Um, but as they are turning the lights back on, they notice that Elias has started running, uh, running backstage to get in a car and, uh, run away from this match. But when Elias turns on the car and starts to, well, tries to drive away, he notices that Braun Strowman is actually lifting the car in the air, preventing him from getting away. Um, so what we eventually, um, Elias runs back into the arena and Braun catches up with him. When they get back into the ring, um, Braun Strowman attempts 
a running power slam, but Elias um, actually manages to get out of it and starts focusing on Strowman's knee and also hits him in the back with a guitar. Now, I must say that Elias hit an elbow perfectly from the ropes. Um, that was probably the best I've seen Elias. Um, but unfortunately, Strowman retaliates and brings the fight up the ramp. Strowman hits Elias in the back with the bass guitar, as we've seen on a prior Raw. Um, and then Braun pretty much buries Elias with a piano and then pins him for the win. And Elias uh, gets carried out on a stretcher. Next, we have a really, really quick match between Bray Wyatt and Rhino. Um, so Bray takes the win and he ends up calling out Matt Hardy. Then Matt comes out, on, or he doesn't come out, he uh, pops up on the Jumbotron and invites Bray to the Hardy compound for the ultimate deletion. Um, based on the last ultimate deletion, um, we can definitely think, well, I definitely think we can expect a really, um, great match. Now, if they do it at WrestleMania, um, if I, I was there in person, I would probably be a little upset that you have to see a match on the Jumbotron, but as far as watching it from home, like I will be, I am very pumped to see this match. Next up is the third annual Mizzies. So Miz is in the ring and he announces awards for um, who pat themselves on the back the best. Um, and it was actually a tie between Seth and Finn. But when Miz says um, they're not going to get the award because they weren't actually invited to the Mizzies. The next award is for bad decisions by a general ma manager, and every single um, nominee on the list involves Kurt Angle, so obviously Kurt Angle wins. And then the last award that um, Miz presents is going to be the Lifetime Achievement Mizzy, um, but before he can announce who won that award, Seth Rollins interrupts, and then right after, so does Finn Balor. Uh, this ends up turning into a handicap match, uh, Finn and Seth versus The Miz and The Miztourage. Um, this ends with Balor doing the coup de grace and Seth tagging himself in with the curb stomp for the win. After that match was over, Kurt Angle makes a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. So it will be The Miz versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Now this is the second match that has been announced for WrestleMania. To close the show, Paul Heyman comes out and cuts a promo on behalf of the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. He says if Brock loses, he'll lay down the Universal and the UFC titles. 
Um, he also states that Brock will be at Raw next week. Uh, once that is said, Roman hits the ring. Um, and basically, Paul says that you can't out-talk Paul Heyman and you can't out-wrestle Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman actually cut a pretty decent, it was short and sweet, but um, he cut a pretty decent promo saying all he wants is the champion to show up at work. And the crowd kind of got behind him a little bit. So, um, that was kind of fun to see. Uh, next week, we will have Roman and Brock face-to-face uh, with four weeks until WrestleMania. Now we will go on to discuss what happened on SmackDown Live um, this past Tuesday. So, Dasha actually kicks off the show. Um, she's in the ring as Renee Young is actually homesick. Um, I got to say she looked kind of terrified. I found her just kind of looking like staring at the camera, but um, I can't really say much because I would probably be terrified too, but anyways, she uh, she interviewed Charlotte and Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby takes the mic from Dasha and she cuts a promo on Charlotte saying pretty much that she is just another bleach blonde with a famous last name. Uh, Sarah and Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan come out and we were all thinking that uh, again Charlotte was going to get ganged up on uh, when Bobby Roode's music hit and Charlotte kind of act like a giddy schoolgirl. so um I don't know what that was all about but pretty much right after they cut to commercial and didn't really explain why that happened but when they come back from commercial um Bobby Roode is at the commentator's table for the first match of the night which is between Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton Towards the end of the match, um, Orton throws Jinder into Bobby Roode, who is still sitting at the commentator's table. Uh, Bobby gets pissed with Randy, hops on the apron, um, and gets in Randy's face. Uh, Jinder then pushes Orton into Bobby Roode and hits the Coloss, and Jinder gets the win. So next we head backstage um, with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens reminds Sami that it is every man for themselves on Sunday and reminds him also of what he said um, he would do that he would lie down for Owens. Uh, Sami says yes I did say that and I meant it Uh, but Owen thinks it's too good to be true. But Sammy explains that people didn't really appreciate him until he was partnered up with uh, with Kevin Owens and uh, that Kevin is actually one championship away from being a Grand Slam champion. We continue backstage um, where we are greeted by Dasha again who is interviewing Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Uh, she asks him if he's concerned that the match between him and AJ might be in jeopardy. Uh, Nakamura states that he hopes AJ wins as he wants to beat him at WrestleMania. They are then interrupted by Rusev and Aiden English. Rusev says that you broke the hands of Billy Joel, referring to Nakamura and Aiden English's match last week that uh, injured Aiden English's throat. Uh, Nakamura says that he is not Billy Joel, um, and he kind of is outraged about it. So then Rusev comes back and says, you broke my friend, uh, face me at Fastlane, and I will break you. And then Nakamura says, Sunday will be Nakamura Day. And Rusev actually comes back with a pretty funny, uh, a pretty funny saying, I guess. Like, he basically said, like, who makes their own holiday? So that was a, a very nice comedic moment. Next up, we have a match between Carmella and Becky Lynch. Um, this was a really great match, um, with Becky ending up winning with the disarm her. Um, it was actually nice because I feel like Carmella actually got to wrestle tonight. Um, usually she's running away or, um, she does some sort of way to back out of actually wrestling, so it was nice to see a full-on match with her. Um, yeah, and, uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that much, but it was, uh, it was good. The last segment of the night, um, AJ Styles comes out and cuts a promo about how he used to care about only one person, um, but he says, I'm not fighting for myself, um, basically that he's fighting for the WWE Universe so that we can all see the dream match of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. Uh, Ziggler ends up coming out and basically saying that AJ isn't phenomenal anymore and that he is desperate and the two of them start throwing shots at each other. Um, after that, a match between AJ and Ziggler uh, begins. So they go for about 20 minutes back and forth. Um, and after that, um, Sammy and Kevin uh, come out and start beating down both of them. Uh, the ref actually ends up uh, ringing the bell and uh, giving that match no contest. So um, once that all kind of commenced, Shane McMahon comes out. And, uh, he makes an impromptu fatal five-way match, uh, and invites Baron Corbin out to join. So, that was kind of our impromptu, uh, main event match for SmackDown. Uh, the fun parts of this match was AJ breaking up pretty well every pinfall, which is probably what is going to happen at, uh, Fastlane tomorrow. Uh, everyone really had their moments in that <clears throat> in that match, but uh, Owens and Zayn end up knocking AJ off the apron, 
Um, and then it was just uh, Owens and Zayn left in the ring. And then out of nowhere, uh, Sammy ends up haluva kicking Kevin Owens and pins him for the win. So that was definitely unexpected, but I was all for it. Uh, as Zayn is walking back up the ramp, uh, Dasha catches him and interviews him and basically uh, said, or sorry, Sammy said that he is the most underrated superstar on the roster and tonight was to prove who was the best. Now let's talk about this week in WWE News. I didn't find a lot um, outside the ring this week, uh, but I did want to share, just in case you guys missed it, uh, Carmella and Big E's um, video that they made to <laughs> to try to get a second uh, second shot in the mix match challenge. Um, it's them basically doing a lip sync video to Biggie's One More Chance. So if you haven't seen that, I would highly recommend it. It is pretty funny. Alright everyone, now let's get into talking about the Fastlane card. So first let's talk about the Natalia Carmella versus Becky Lynch Naomi match. Um, I think that Becky Lynch and Naomi will get the win. Um, just because I heard a rumor that Carmella might be actually cashing in her briefcase. So, regardless, she, if that happens, she would still look strong that night. Um, and pretty much anyone with a briefcase, they can lose as many matches as they want. Uh, because once they cash in and if they win, that is really when they start getting their push. Uh, the next match I will talk about is Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now for this match, I kind of wish, wish there was a stipulation. Like if uh, Rusev wins, that he'll be put in the match at WrestleMania. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the crowd reacts because Nakamura is a fan favorite, but everyone is kind of behind Rusev right now, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I think it's really only a matter of time before Rusev will be champion, and I really hope that uh, the WWE gets behind him uh, with how over he is. So to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing um, Rusev get the win on this and maybe have a future championship match if Nakamura ends up winning at WrestleMania. Um, uh, the next match I'll talk about is Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. Now there has been talks that um, this is the only championship that has eluded Orton, um, but I think a lot of people will be pretty pissed off if um, Orton ends up taking the win and the championship off of Rude uh, for that reason only. Uh, Rude hasn't carried it that long and honestly I kind of like him as champion so hopefully that um, I choose Bobby Rude to win. 
Uh, next up is my favorite feud of 2017, uh, the Usos versus the New Day. Um, I think that the Usos will retain. Uh, the New Day just has such a presence without the title that they don't really need it. And I feel like if the Usos lose it, that um, if they're not in a feud with the champions, they'll kind of get lost in the background. Um, so I'm hoping that the Usos retain and we see them as champions for a little while longer at least. Next up, I will talk about Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. Uh, I think it's honestly way too early for Ruby to have a championship, so I'm hoping for a win by Charlotte. But if Ruby does win, then I hope Carmella cashes in uh, her briefcase and ends up being women's champion. Because, uh, frankly, I want her to cash it in already. And the last match of the night will be AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. Now, there, there has been so much speculation between AJ Styles and Nakamura. Um, in that match at Wrestlemania, it's hard for me to believe that AJ is going to lose. Um, but if he does, I have got to think that John Cena is going to win and, um, beat Ric Flair's streak. Um, that's the only other storyline I can really see going because obviously, Kevin and Sammy are going to be in a feud. Not quite sure what Baron Corbin would do as champion. Or Dolph Ziggler, really. So, um, we're just going to have to wait and see. And I'm really excited to uh, watch this pay-per-view with you guys. So, uh, we'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens. So, were any of you able to um, answer the theme song challenge? Uh, let me just play this for you guys. One more time, real quick. If you guys guessed Royal Rumble of 2011, you would be correct. This is a song by Finger Eleven called Living in a Dream. Now let's go on to this episode's theme song challenge. Take a listen. If you guys can guess what pay-per-view that theme song was from, please comment your answer on the Instagram page at tapouts and three counts. That's it for this time. Take care and thank you for listening. Whoa!